listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Saturday footy talk, Benny Teo and Dobbo. So much to get through. We're going to unpack last night. The Broncos too good for Parramatta. And the Titans beaten by the Cronulla Sharks. And the biggest deal in NRL history. Also, the feud that stopped the nation. Danny Wildlove v. Ben Teo. We'll unpack it. Is it still existing? This is footy talk on a Saturday, a listener podcast. Welcome to Saturday Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Benny Teo and Ben Dobbin with you ahead of what is a huge weekend of rugby league. Last night, a cracking game of football. In the early game, it was Cronulla too good for the Titans, 36 points to six. And the kind of form, Ben Teo, that we expected uh, to see from the Cronulla Sharks the last couple of weeks, they put their hand up, they're back in this finals race. Bottom end of the eight, but they're, they're playing good football. Well, when they're playing good football and when they're playing their style of football and moving and pushing with each other and spreading it to the width, look, they're dangerous and no one would want to meet them in the finals. But in the last two months, there's been some games where they haven't really turned up defensively, but they really put the Titans to the sword. They were too big, too strong for them. Um, and it's a great, you know, they, they're hanging in there in that top four now. Yeah, they certainly are. So much to get through and to like about what they're doing, but also... Um, we've really got to talk about Brisbane. The performance from Brisbane last night was unbelievable. 54 points to 10. Let's unpack what the Brisbane Broncos did. To me, they put a hand up that, you know what, Penrith can challenge them. That's the only team. They have put a message to everybody last night that you want to take us on? Yeah, bring it. Because we are absolutely ready. Well, Parramatta came with a a really – Great attitude and mindset, but Brisbane just had too much energy at the start of the game. They were getting off their line. They were kick chasing. You know, Payne Hass, Paddy Carrigan, Tom Flegler just ripping into the work early and setting the tone. And, you know, Parramatta had a lot of possession, had a lot of territory, and Brisbane were just defending their line set after set. And after 10 minutes, Parramatta just fell away. I think they lost a lot of their confidence, and it just showed that even when you apply pressure to Brisbane, you know, they, they're strong defensively and they can hang in there with you. And we heard from Paddy Carrigan after the game, he spoke about the last few weeks they've played some real desperate footy sides who have given them their best performance, yet Brisbane still hang in there and come out on top. Well, they have a bye and then they go to Canberra in Canberra and then on the Thursday night they take on Melbourne. Now, with that bye, they go to the top with the bye They'll be at the top of the competition by the end of next week. They'll be leaving the competition by two points yep. at the end of round 25. And so then they've got two weeks left. They've put their hand up. There's no two ways to me about it. The absolute, um, I, I suppose, the, the shining light is keeping Adam Reynolds fit. He is, he is so important from settling this side to also making sure that they are completely focused and – we heard last night when we were speaking just about how he was so committed to, hey, we do not want to bow out like last year. We want to make sure. They'll have a home semi-final in week one. They, yeah. they, they get a home semi in week one. Which which they've earned. Yep, they've yeah. earned that. So they either will take on the Warriors or the Melbourne Storm, you would suspect, in week one. Yeah, and I think that would have been one of their goals uh, coming in the start of the year is, is to get in the top four and, if possible, get in that top two because what a tough task for a team to come up and play 
the red hot Brisbane Broncos, you know, that I can only imagine the crowd and the noise. It'll be origin like. And Adam Reynolds just speaking to him last night after the game. I just got a real sense that he knows the direction of this team. He knows where they're going. There's a few young boys in there that look, they just love playing footy and they just can't help but take risks. But he talked about, you know, chipping each other at training and not taking it easy on each other. And I think those are real strong messages from a senior player who has won a competition and he knows what it's like to win a competition. And um, he understands this right. At some stage in the finals, yes, you finish top four, you get two bites of the cherry. But when you get to a prelim and a grand final, 10 bad minutes of footy and it's all over. And he understands that, and that's why he spoke about the the standards at training and why it's important to keep them going. Yeah, and that's the the thing. You, you make a very valid point in the sense that he knows that they're putting the the, the steps in place. But I'm, I'm I'm interested in your thoughts. Has Kevin Walters done enough to be coach of the year? To me, people are always talking about Andrew Webster. They're talking about Ivan Cleary. Yeah, they're talking about wow, how well the Warriors. But let's just. Uh, and I mean this seriously. Yeah. Brisbane were a wooden spoon team yeah. four seasons ago. Yeah. They ran 14th, then they ran 9th. They're on track to win the minor premiership. In three years of Kevin Walters, you've gone step to step to step. Now, sure, he's had some help with Ben Iken. He's had some help with securing Adam Reynolds. He's had some players who have come back into form, and they've been very good. Don't take anything away from what Kevin Walters has done for this side. To me, that's the story. I can't believe we're not yeah. having the discussions that, to me, I know, oh, well, Andrew Webster, because the Warriors are going so well. Well, what about Kevin Walters? Yeah, no, I think I think talking about who's going to be coach of the year, I think it is between Kevin Walters and Andrew Webster. Look, with, with Ivan Cleary, I don't think he gets it because it's what we expect. And sometimes with success, you know, people start to gloss over it and talk about the players that you have. Look, there's no doubt that Kevy's done a great job and he has had a lot of good help around him, just as Andrew Webster has. There's always people in the background that really contribute to the success. Uh, look, it, it's a coin toss between them, but I would have to say personally, watching this Brisbane side just roar home and the way that they're just dismantling teams and never letting up, I would have to say it's got to go to Kevin Walters. Yeah, I think you're right. They have a buy, so they've done a, did a very, very good job and... Boy, oh boy, haven't they put their hand up moving forward. Uh, we need to talk about the biggest story that broke at 5.30 last night. Yeah. And that is the Gold Coast Titans uh, and the long-term services of Tino Fa'asul Moali, a $12 million deal wow. for 10 years. He's contracted to 2033. Uh, I, I, I'm blown away by his 24-year-old. And it's the richest deal in history mm -hmm. um, and the longest deal in the NRL for a front rower. David Fafita signs a three-year deal worth $3 million, so a million-dollar a season deal. And I, I, I'm a bit blown away by it, but I'm interested, Ben, you've played at the elite level in rugby union, in rugby league. You've earned money that no one would ever dream about, and you've also come back and played for minimum wage. You yeah. know the highs and lows. Your take on it and whether or not it will turn out to be the right decision. And is he the best thing for the Gold Coast Titans? Is this the best thing that could happen? Look, you, you speak about the right decision. I think right now, I don't know if they had much much choice. You know, the way that his deal was structured with the get-out clauses with the coach, 
them sacking the coach, him being unhappy. And look, at the, to be a realist, there's not as much talent in the NRL as you think. So you cannot afford to lose two guys who are really good friends. Don't forget that Tino was the one who helped get Dave Fafita there. So you lose one, you're probably going to lose two. Now, those players aren't just around. Both of them are almost generational type forwards. So I think the Titans had to do the deal. Is it going to work out in their favour in the long term? Maybe not. It's a tight forward who's on big money right into his 30s. Um, we've seen that before. It never really pans out as it does with a, a crafty young half. Um, but as I said, you know, Des has this coming up. We know he had the meeting with the two players and really pleaded his case on how he thinks he can get the best out of them. The Titans had to do the deal, bite the bullet. Um, but it all comes back to when you put those clauses in contracts where players can get out, you leave yourself open there to have to renegotiate to keep them happy. So the thing I ask you is that Des Hasler is a great coach and he's had success at premierships, but are we are we seeing what happened at the Bulldogs? And that is that Des had a lot of back-end deals with a lot of blokes tied up who finished and they had cap problems later on and he wasn't there to have to deal with it. <laughs> now, for Fita for three years, I, I think that's a safe bet. I, I think, yeah. you know, maybe he's 100 over, maybe 150 over, but, you know, it's not – if you can get him fit and Des gets him right, He's worth a million dollars. Like, you know, like, I, you know, to, to, but I, I think Tino's the best player, but 10 years is a long time. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I personally, and I don't know the ins and outs of the negotiations, I doubt that Des was really involved in the length and the amount of money. I think it was the Titans as an organization saying, look, we cannot lose. Tino, he's our captain, he's a young leader, there's not many Tinos running around out there and it would just be a bad look after losing the coach to then lose him and maybe another star player. So I think it was more the ownership, really wanted to put that deal together. Um, you know, if you're a betting man, is Des there in 10 years to see the back end of it? Maybe, maybe not. So it is going to be someone else's problem one day. Yeah. Um, but if you only got one problem in your cap with one player that's maybe not performing to his ability, I think he can handle that. And I think in the immediate future, they just had to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, well, they have pulled the trigger on it. Um, and, and, and he's there. And he's their captain. And I, I'm really happy with them. I'm really happy with them. And I think um, I, I'm happy for the Titans that they've got them. Still got to get a number seven. And they haven't worked that out yet. Yeah. They haven't. I mean, they got rid of Toby Sexton. All roads pointed that Ben Hunt was going there. Yeah. Well, he's not going there. Yeah. At the moment, we don't think Ben Hunt's going there. I think there's a few teams out there that are looking for a seven as well. Aren't there? Yeah. So, obviously, we're seeing these players now, yeah, Adam Reynolds and Daly Cherry Evans that are just pushing into their 30s, and, and they're still good, but they're good because sometimes there's not so many young players coming through and putting the pressure and applying it to them. Yeah. It's such a a game now of the mind and experience, and I feel in the junior ranks, we're not really developing halves anymore. No, you're right. We're going to take a break. This is Footy Talk on Saturday. You're with Ben Teo and Ben Dobbin, a listener podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast, Ben Teo and Ben Dobbin. Now... I love it when things get brought up from the past. I love this. And yesterday I chuckled as much as I've ever chuckled before. I didn't know you and Danny Wildler had had this falling out on one of our work colleagues, Danny Wildler, who's on the Thursday footy talk. 
um, with Adam Peacock and Michael Chamis, and they're talking about the biggest feuds they've ever had. And Danny Wilder absolutely said, well, the biggest feud he's ever had in <laughs> recent times is with one Ben Teo. And I'm like, well, what's this? Now, what, what, please explain. I didn't know you and Danny were off with each other. I'm not off with anyone. <laughs> I think that was a long time ago. I think this is all comes... The conversation comes off the back of Jerome Luai yeah. and his battles with hoops, uh, and, hoops yeah. and that on social media. And, you know, back then there was social media, but it wasn't like it is today. You know, if I had a problem, I was probably more inclined to tell it to someone's face. And uh, maybe I did uh, on one occasion there with Danny. But, look, I now work in the media. He works in the same network as me. Um, You're work colleagues. We are work colleagues. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's no problem with me. I think a lot of the things that happen left in the past, and I don't hold grudges. Um, obviously, he still remembers it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a funny time, and it probably made its way uh, viral through YouTube, our, our interaction or altercation, as you call it, uh, on camera. But, look, no problem on my end, and maybe we can get together one day and do a footy talk. I reckon episode. we should do a show together, the three of us. Yeah. I'll, I'll police it. I'm, yeah, you know, like, like a mediator. A mediator. You're good at that stuff. Oh, mediator. Yeah, I'm good at, <laughs> I, I am good at mediating. Um, quite unbelievable, though, isn't it, in all seriousness, that, I mean, it comes up, and you probably you probably were a bit shocked because, I mean, when you're a footballer, yeah. when you leap, your position probably changes a bit, and you get to see the other side. Absolutely. At one stage, you're so obsessed with football, and anyone outside of your environment is probably just trying to take your attention away where it shouldn't be. So sometimes you can look at the media and journalists as uh, people that are just not on your side, and everyone's got a job to do. But you know, for me, look, I, I left rugby league. I went overseas to Northern Hemisphere. I played rugby union. I came back. I mean, I forget about all that stuff. To me, it's not important. Obviously, journos think about things a lot. We're more sensitive. More, yeah, more sensitive. Right? I think we're more sensitive yeah, as so, a rule. Um, for me, nothing. <laughs> right, I will. You've done that. Let's have a look at the games um, remaining and the importance. This afternoon, you're part of this call. Uh, yep. South Sydney take on the Dragons. Um Latrell has to fire, the Rabbitohs have to fire. There, there is no to. two ways. They have to fire. Yeah, they have to. At the moment, you know, they're just, they're hanging in there. And, and I would say this, they're losing momentum. Yeah. Yeah, they are losing momentum. And and the last thing I'd, I'd hate to see is for them to lose confidence, especially two weeks out from the finals and they're just hanging in there at eighth spot and they need a win. They certainly do. Um, also... Roosters take on the Dolphins. You'll be calling this Andy yep. Raymond along with Josh Maguire and yourself. Who do you like on this one? Oh, look, you'd have to say I'm formed on the Roosters. You know, they're at home and, and the Dolphins, you know, been doing it tough at the moment. You know, depth has been challenged, hasn't it? Yeah. And we knew this at the start of the year. We, we said that they had a, a great 17, 18 players, but the depth is really being hammered and the team's not performing at the moment. Um, but I think they need to go down there and really focus on the effort areas. We saw in the media earlier in the week, Christian Wolves spoke about he wants to see effort, and I'm sure Wayne is very, um, he's very, look, he wants them to finish off the season strong, not think about next year. Every single half of footy is important to Wayne, and that's the sort of desperation I hope to see. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, that's it from us here on Saturday Footy Talk. Benny Teo and Dobbo, tune in to the Saturday Scrum. Also, the Roosters taking on the Dolphins as well as the Dragons taking on the Rabbitohs. Till next time, let's see you later.